Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 208. Hippo Birdies. Happy anniversary! Woo! Hmm? Did you say Apple Birdies? Hippo Birdies. Hippo Birdies. Hippo Birdies? Hippo Birdies? Hippo Birdies. What is that? Happy Birthdays. I've never heard that. It's not a birthday. Oh. <laughs> it's an anniversary. Oh. Uh, Happy anniversary! I got the Woo! wrong cake. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll have to eat the evidence so nobody else knows. <laughs> Hi, Julius. Hello, Albert. Was that an accident? <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, that's right, everybody. It is our anniversary show or birthday show for the podcast. Either way, it is 10 years old as of May 27th, actually. And this show should be going live on the 29th. So huzzah! You did it, so, Albert. Yes. <laughs> it's been a, we have made it. I mean, okay, so maybe you weren't here from the very beginning, but you've been here forever. I've been here for quite a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's been a journey. Yes, it has. It, it, it is neat. It is neat to see how far the podcast has gone, how long it's made, and, and how many other solitary gaming podcasts there are now, because it, it is a whole genre of things. And it is pretty darn neat. The the community, both in terms of the way designers react to it, as well as how many solo gamers there are, is a lot bigger and a lot different than it was ten years ago. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's not even the community now. There's multiple communities, right? Because there's the one player guild, and there's Facebook groups on solo gaming, and there's solo role playing groups, and whatnot. Just there's groups of solo gaming, mm-hmm. which is just downright amazing and kind of neat. Because I'll go to the game store now, and most games I pick up, I'll say, oh, I wish this would support solo play. Oh, look, it says one of four players. Wow, okay. Well, I wish this one did too. Oh, look, one of four players. Wow. <laughs> it's amazing how many games say that on a box. It really is. So it is nice that it has, it has grown so much. Keeps us busy. <laughs> Way too busy. Indeed. So... Today's podcast is a little different. We're not going to be talking about any specific game, really. Instead, we have reached out to all the solo podcasters that we know of to to invite them on the show and just introduce themselves and talk about their show so that if you aren't familiar with these podcasts, you know, it might be something else you get to start listening to. Because I've been listening to all the ones I know of, and I've enjoyed them all a lot. And I have really enjoyed talking to the people. So that's what today's show is about, and possibly the next show. Um, <laughs> there's so many podcasts, and the conversations just go on because they're fun. That it, it makes <laughs> sense to bring them two parts. <laughs> yeah, because I just I I brought them on so they could listen to me talk. That's what it was, <laughs> and that's not exactly true. You'll get to hear for yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess we could just go ahead and start with that, and you know, we'll play the ones we have now this week and then next week probably we'll have more and check the time codes for each one we're going to be listing each one in the podcast notes so that you can jump forward to any specific one that you'd like to listen to that's right for the record i want to when you hear people mention podcast 209 it's really 208 it changed since we recorded because last week we were dark and we did not have a show so the numbering's off a little bit but it's all good and with that we'll lead us in I am talking to Jason of me, Meeple, myself, mm-hmm. and I. Yes, uh, sir. Hi, how are you doing? Good, good. It's very nice to be here, Albert. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me. Excellent. Yeah, my pleasure. Uh, very excited to have you. You have a brand new podcast, and it was I got to be a beta listener, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I definitely want people to know more about your show. Can you tell us what your show is about? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so... The name of the the show is the same name as the uh, name of the review series that I've done for a few years on BGG. It's called uh, Meeple, Myself, and I. Um, the way that I would describe the show is uh, something like a solo gamer's take on like uh, Radiolab or This American Life or those kinds of spoken essay uh, or or kind of more scripted podcasts that are out there. Um, I've I have. Loved podcasts for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, have always been a really avid listener, and my tastes have kind of evolved for what I like to listen to. Um, but one thing that I've noticed 
uh, with board games in particular is that there's lots and lots of really outstanding board game podcasts out there, but not anything that scratches that same kind of itch as like the the NPR style kind of thing that I really like to listen to myself as well. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I listen to This American Life and, and not all those other shows, but some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and your first episode sounded really just like an episode of This American Life, pretty much. Uh, and I enjoyed that quite a lot. Um, and so you said you've also got a, it's, is it a blog or is it on Board Game Geek specifically? Yeah, yeah, it's on BGG. It's just the review series that I do for solo games. I started that, I think, about, I think it was four years ago that I ah, did okay. my first review. Uh, I had moved to Seattle and didn't, I left behind my gaming group that I had kind of grown up with and was looking for ways to stay plugged into uh, board gaming as a whole and was looking for my game groups and people I'd be hanging out with in Seattle still. And that's really how I started to get into solo gaming in particular. And, uh, so just started doing some written reviews there and getting close to a hundred written reviews um, wow, okay. on, on that series. And it's been really fun to, um, I try to, to find my voice, I guess, with the writing, you know, do something, I'll do weird interludes and weird stuff that kind of, I don't know. I think it's fun to, to play with the genre. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with, uh, with the podcast as well as to maybe, maybe find a space that a lot of people aren't doing something with right now. And, that that the joy really that I've had finding my voice in writing reviews over the last few years. Uh, that's what I'm excited about for this podcast is figuring out how to how to translate some of that stuff into audio form as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's that's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. I guess it, Seattle, you shouldn't have any trouble finding people to game with there, right? My no, a lot of, a lot of games. it was, and I ended up. Uh, I ended up working on the weekends at Blue Highway Games uh, out there in Seattle, okay. which is uh, up on Queen Anne, uh, and I would that really helped me get plug- plugged into the gaming scene out there. Absolutely love that store uh, to death. I don't live in Seattle anymore, um, but uh, that was yeah. It's a really vibrant community out there. There's uh, Mox Boarding House and Blue Highway, and lots of really really excellent cafes and stuff out there that helped me. Um, when I was starting to do solo games, they have a huge library at Blue Highway. And so I could just pull a game off of the shelf, fiddle around with it while I'm sitting in the uh, uh, sitting behind the counter on a Saturday night. So that that was really fun. Nice. OK, yeah. I've been to Seattle a couple of times. So it's been years and just like weekend trips. And I remember I stayed by the university in the is it Wizards of the Coast had a store there. Yep. And you yep. could go and hang out and buy your magic cards and play. And that was pretty neat. Yeah, I think that they are. I, th- I think that Wizards is headquartered just outside of Seattle, if I'm remembering correctly. And I know they have lots of stuff around in that area. So, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd be neat to live in a big city. I, I mean, I'm no longer in a big city. I used to be in San Francisco for some mm. San Francisco there for some years. Now I'm in South Carolina. It's a much smaller city. Population, I think, is city proper is 50,000. I think that the area is maybe 200,000 total. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's definitely smaller. Still some nice game stores, though. Um, Oh, cool. So, so you've already told us what inspired you to do your podcast. You're basically mm-hmm. trying to do something in that style, like you said, like NPR, which is very unique to board games. I don't know of any other podcasts that do that, though. Admittedly, I don't listen to many other <laughs> gaming podcasts unless they're solitaire ones. Mm-hmm. I tend to be very narrow-minded there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think the the thing that probably I, I've heard, like Shut Up and Sit Down has had some bits that are a little bit like that. And uh, on the Dice Towers main podcast, uh, Jeff Engelstein, who's, you know, like a board gaming academic, mm-hmm. he will do game tech segments. Um, and that, I believe, is scripted ahead of time. Um, so I think that there are some people who have definitely worked in that space. But I think for me, I, I don't think I have the uh, <laughs> I don't think I have the the charm or the personality to sit down and talk off the cuff about things with people. So I really <laughs> like it. I like that, uh, you know, figure out the script, find an interesting uh, maybe score some music to go along with it to tell a mm-hmm. story in a way. Um, that's what I um, uh, I really enjoy doing. So okay, very cool. Yeah, I did once do an episode of the One Player Podcast way, way, way back, where I told a story. I wrote a story about solitaire gaming, and, and I then I read that, and that's probably the one time I've done anything mm-hmm. on a script, which is a lot of fun. 
I keep meaning to go back and listen to it, but I'm terrified of going back and listen to the old episodes. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've just got the one episode and I uh, of, of my show and I can already tell like, oh man, episode two, I'm going <laughs> to, we'll fix a bunch of the things that uh, that I'm just learning how to do right now. But it definitely is a lot. I, I would guess for that first episode, it was... It was just under 30 minutes, and I think conservatively, it was probably about 60 hours of work to learn how to do <laughs> wow. that stuff, you know? Um, and I'm really a, uh, um, a perfectionist with the stuff that I do, but I don't have the <laughs> the skill to make it perfect yet. So there's cool. a lot of like uh, just fiddling or, around yeah. with, with stuff, and yeah. You don't have the skill, and you don't have the crew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that, really yes. <laughs> but I, it's been... It, it was really a blast to do that episode. And the next episode I'll be covering um, for what remains um, one of the DVG's new games um, or from last year. And then um, uh, Jaws of the Lion, the, the Gloomhaven, mm-hmm. uh, those will be the the ones that I'm. So I'm taking notes, playing through the games right now and figuring out what, cool. what I have okay. to say. So. <laughs> I look forward to hearing those. The uh, I've been playing Jaws of the Lion now because I'm going to be covering on a not sure what the scheduling is. I think it's the show after this one. Hmm. So I am looking forward to that. Cool. The, what say? How often are you going to have your show coming out? Do you have a, a schedule or is it more of when you get I, it done? Yeah, my plan for right now, I'm going to be trying to do uh, an episode once a month uh, for right mm-hmm. now, about 30 minutes. I would love to do every other week, whether I can... Um, get good enough at editing it <laughs> and getting it turning out. It's just the time sink to get into it is pretty prohibitive at this point. I right. would love to do every other week at some point, but yeah, once a month uh, we, this first episode dropped at the beginning of May and I'm hoping for a June for this next one. Nice. Okay. Very cool. So you've already, you've already told us a lot about your show. Is there anything else we should know about it that we don't already know? Uh, I think that uh, the main thing that I would say is uh, I'm on BGG. My uh, my handle there is Neotrunks2002, which is a username I picked when I was 12 that haunts me my whole life. <laughs> now. Um, and uh, people, I'd love to hear from people, games that they're interested in hearing about, topics to go into. I try to have a review of a game something that's a little bit more conventional um and then in the second half of the episode to think about some game design questions particularly from the standpoint of solo game design um so for for this gloomhaven episode i'm thinking about talking about running the running the game two-handed and kind of the mental Mm -hmm. taxing that goes on that and what what give and take do you have for complexity and uh, streamlining things when it's a solo player who's running things multi-handed. I know lots of people have really strong feelings about that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. in, in the community, but uh, Neotrunks2002 on BGG, if it, anyone's welcome to reach out to me, I'd love uh, to hear from people the kind of stuff that that they're interested in hearing on the show as well, because the world's kind of my oyster right now, still at the beginning of uh, making the show. <laughs> okay, well, make sure send me any, any links you want me to share on the show and I will post those in the show notes. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. So, so one last thing, uh, I have asked everybody to share a game that they'd like to share with mm-hmm. the podcast, whether it's something you love or something you hate or, or whatever, really, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think that the, the game that I was thinking about for this question is actually one of the very first games uh, that I reviewed. And it was the first game that I ever got a review copy of, uh, and I, it's called Helionox: The Last Sunset. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, a deck builder that I, I think really, outside of the solo community, I don't think the game is particularly well known at all. And even for for solo gamers, it's a uh, I don't I know the deluxe edition uh, did well with its Kickstarter was it last year, but the designer. Uh, was in Seattle and was like, Oh, I'll just drop off, just give you a game so you can, you can cover it in your series. Uh, so that game holds a special place, uh, in my heart <laughs> for nice. sure. It is a, uh, space themed, uh, soloable deck builder. And I think that the thing that I find particularly interesting about the, the deck building element of the game is that I think it really is very fairly characterized as a deck builder, but you can go through a whole game without the, 
really adding much onto your deck at all. There's so much to focus on in the game, dealing with these bad events that are cropping up, or it has a uh, um, movement based. You have a character that you kind of are positioning and moving around. I love that in deck builders Mm -hmm. where you have, where you're placed in the game and use movement on cards to move people around. Uh, So Mm -hmm. there are different, I think that its take on deck building is something that for some people, they feel like, well, we're hardly doing any deck building at all. Why is this called a deck builder? But I, Heliox for me, I, I really do think it's one of the most visually gorgeous games I've ever played. Yeah. That art in that game is unbelievable and looks on the table. It is just an amazing looking game. And I think that the card play, the tension of the cooperative mode in particular is really, really well done for solo players. Okay. So that that's a game that I uh, always think about very fondly from early, early on in my in my review series. Nice. Okay, I have it. I have never played it. It's, I have. It's very good. Is it? I've, I'll be honest. My my problem with it was the couple of times I've tried to pull it out. I'm really confused with all the cards. The they came sort of mixed up, and I had to separate them. It took me yep. forever to separate them, and they got mixed together again. Or it's just I'm gonna put this away. I'll deal mm-hmm. with it another time. <laughs> and, and I've done I, that I, a few times. <laughs> I think that the the that a definite fair critique of that game is that I think that the the rule book is pretty rough. It's definitely a little hard to. Okay. Uh, it's it's an independently published game. You know, this isn't mm-hmm. like a like a Asmodee or, or Fantasy Flight game or anything. This is it's privately published and so you get kind of some of the problems with indie developed rule books i know that there are a lot of people when i was writing my reviews people were saying like oh that's the charm of the game is it's so kind of unique and what people really like that i'm a huge like rule book snob so i have (laughs) (laughs) i uh um i definitely get the the feeling of sitting down and being like what, what am I looking at here? But if you can push through that, the game that's there is a really, really lovely game. Yeah, I need to try it. I think what I need to do is find an online tutorial and do that. Though I tend not yeah. to watch videos a lot. I think there should be some good new ones. They did a deluxe Kickstarter recently, and I think they had some good resources that came out for that. Okay, I will check it out. Because, yeah, I keep hearing it's a good game. And I have it, it here. Is. It's very it's good. Right down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Well, all right. Thank you, Jason. Thank you very much for coming on and talking to me. I hope uh, everybody checks out your podcast because it is really unique. It is very interesting mm-hmm. and very different from everything else I've heard in gaming podcasts. Definitely worth well, listening. Thank you, Albert, very much. I know you are certainly uh, well-established with your podcast, and I'm just starting off with my first episode. I appreciate you having me on to chat. This has been really fun. Oh, yep. My pleasure. I am talking to Eric of the Stop Somewhere podcast. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, This is a brand new podcast. As a matter of fact, as of right, well, as of recording, there has been one episode. There should be another one by the time this airs. So, So it's a pretty darn new podcast, which I guess means if you're the kind of person that likes to like download all the back catalog of a podcast and listen to everything before you really get into the podcast... It's gonna be relatively easy, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I I just found the uh, Always Player One podcast, and I've gone through their twenty something episodes this last week. I found that podcast and another podcast at the same time, and that one had ninety sixty episodes. Not yeah, I think it's ninety. So I've been going through like I don't know hundred and something podcasts in the last week. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, to catch yeah. up on. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So anyway, enough about that nonsense. So do you want to tell us about your podcast? What it's about? Yeah, so my podcast is a bit more about the meditative side of gaming um, and more meditative solo hobbies in general with an especial focus on board games and RPGs, but throwing in some other hobbies as well, things that you can really kind of do on your own and that have this kind of meditative or cozy, comfortable quality rather than it maybe being as the competitive monopoly side of gaming that people sometimes see. Mm -hmm, Yeah, yeah, I like that. A A lot of times the games we talk about even the, the solitaire games tend to be like competitive, beat your, high, beat your own high score, really super deep thinky games that you're going to be exhausted by the time you're playing. It sounds like you're going to be talking about not necessarily stuff like that, but just stuff that's actually more relaxing. Right. Exactly. Sometimes a solitaire game could be stressful. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So that's neat. Yeah. Um, yeah. You talked about the, uh, in the first episode, I think you talked about thrifting even as a, as a nice solitaire activity and all that. 
And I could totally relate to that because I often, well, I used to often visit thrift stores looking for games or stationery or different things. Yeah. And, and that is that is neat. Awesome. Yeah, and I love doing that as a hobby too. It's actually something that I had even before board games as a hobby. So it's something that I definitely want to bring into future episodes. And I've even found a few board games at the local dump that were not solo, wow. but some okay. old games from the 70s and 80s that I've been able to play that were still in their bags. Wow, in the dump and everything? Yeah. Right at the dump. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay. That is neat. So what inspired you to start a podcast anyway? Yeah, I've been a lover of podcasts for a very long time, since high school and college. I have had about a rotating cycle of about 33 podcasts in and out of my queue, whether mm-hmm. it was... Mm-hmm. I started actually with the Welcome to Night Vales and things like that, some of those oh, fiction yeah. podcasts, yeah. Those and kind really of moved good. into hobbies that I love. Um, board game podcasts were kind of a recent love of mine in the quarantine even, and I was kind of thinking, again, listening to these podcasts, there was this missing quality of their... I'd seen all these cozy gamers on TikTok who do video game content. Oh, okay. And never really... Yeah, I've never really gotten to see uh, anyone doing it with board games. So I thought it would be a cool opportunity to kind of start talking about some of the cozy side of board games. Cool, okay. You know, I got to be honest, I find the term cozy a little confusing. It, it is yeah. not truly clear to me what the heck that means. I kind of picture you know it's relaxing like with tea or something sitting down with a nice tea and relaxing and that's cozy but the idea of a cozy game is a concept that i don't know i just find it hard to understand especially video games (laughs) right and that's for myself i think of it as kind of those those the animal crossing the stardew valleys the games that you can kind of sit down and feel comfortable with and you don't feel like you're on your edge of your seat to play but something you can kind of go back to and enjoy for the aesthetics of it even or the kind of calming activities that you can do while you're in the game gotcha okay yeah so you've been also doing like cozy role-playing games i've heard of those i haven't found as much a cozy i'm still kind of searching for that of the role-playing games that have the cozy elements to them Mm -hmm. i found a couple things i've kind of been playing around with and it, it almost even more reminds me of some of those books from our childhood of kind of theologies and things where we had the the books that had all those components that you could pull out and play with and kind of oh, okay. imagine your life for. Um, still kind of searching for that, but I've even experienced playing a role-playing game like an Iron Sworn or even Thousand mm. Years Vampire, as dark as it is. It's kind of cozy to sit there with your notebook and be writing in it like you're pretending yep. to be this ancient historian vampire creature. Yep, that, that that is nice. So it, it can get, like you said, it's a little bit heavy. It can be a little bit dark sometimes. Yeah. Um. There's a there's a lot of the smaller role playing games. Like um. There's one I talked about a few months ago. Shoot, what's it called? Alone among the stars. Oh yeah. Where you, you draw a playing card and mm-hmm. and that kind of gives you a setting and then you describe visiting the planet based on the card you drew. And so it's just really relaxing writing descriptions of each planet you visit. Yeah, I really like that. Those kind of those are nice because they're that kind of simple component to them, a little bit simpler than maybe the, the Iron Sworn Cheat, but yes. also something that you can enjoy and kind of get those little experiences out of. Yeah, and it's a kind of game where you, I sort of sat down and I played it for, you know, fifteen or twenty minutes, played a, a couple chapters in it, I guess, and then put the notebook away and you know brought it back yeah. out the next day or a few days later, and it was, it was just great. It was a lot of fun. Um, so what else should people know about your show that might be interesting, you know? So my favorite actual portion of the show is what happens in the last few minutes of it, where in the most of the podcasts I've kind of, I'm talking about whatever the subject of it is, maybe the game or the hobby or whatever, and explaining in a bit more detail, getting into discussion. And then I like to end the podcast with a few minutes of an actual meditation. Um, I'm actually, I was a meditation teacher all the way back in college and the head of a Buddhist alliance on my campus. And so I've led meditations and been doing meditation for many years. And so i end it with actually a meditation on whatever that subject is, uh, whether it's as simple as an actual, maybe the first episode was a card game that I kind of imagine the meditation on and lay that out so that you can kind of end with this bit of a relaxing experience at the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I listened to that. I listened to it a couple of times. I really enjoyed it. And it shifted to that last section and it was different. And I'll be honest, I, I didn't really understand it, but now that you tell me that that was designed as a meditation, that segment, I could definitely feel that, and it was really relaxing, and it was nice picturing the cards the way you described it and all that. That that was a really neat experience. I started meditating last year, thanks to coronavirus, um, you know, to help with the stress. And so I've been doing it on my own here at home and just have no idea what I'm doing other than following the one book I did. And the idea of 
describing the game as a meditation is not something I'm used to. So right. that's something I would like to, I guess, understand how that works more, maybe. If that, yeah. Yeah. And for myself, the way I kind of saw it is it, there's so many different ways to meditate. There's no one right way to be doing it. But what I even literally would do is I actually was sitting out with the components and saying, what is coming to mind? What ideas are kind of arising as I play the game? And how can I express that expressively mm. to somebody else so that maybe they can share in some of that experience with me? Um, and so that's kind of the, the point of that. But it may not always be that I'm actually playing the game while I'm sitting down to do the meditation, but it's kind of being able to think about it in that more abstract way and what is it actually intending to do for you? Uh, like, what's the experience of playing it? Uh, what kind of feelings does it create for you while you're playing? And mm -hmm. how can I kind of evoke those with the meditation that is being created there? Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I um, I I like the game. I, I was listening to you mm -hmm. play it and I was like, you described in ways I never thought about it, and you started describing the cards and, and what they kind of could represent in that sort of thing. It's like, I'd never really seen that in the cards. I mean, they're just abstract shapes, and now that I'm looking at them again, it's like, oh, yeah, I can see exactly what he's talking about. I see the, the forest and the protons and all these things. Yeah, it was really nice. It's kind of neat because they often do mention this in a rule book or something. They'll say what the theme is. They'll say, oh, these cards are meant to look like the different eras of time. It was something I intended for that particular one or something. And it's something maybe people skip on because it's just kind of a mentioning in the rule book before you get to the actual rule part of it. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of bringing it back and saying there's a theme that they're trying to evoke with this game. And kind of what does that theme actually also evoke for you? Yeah, I totally forgot the theme. I, every time yeah. I've played, I've concentrated on those darn numbers right. and, the, <laughs> and yeah. the cards in the right I think order. most people do. Yeah, which I guess that could be a meditative experience in itself too, especially right. solo. That That is a fun game. Yeah. Everybody really should listen to that, that episode. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, so the the one thing I've, I'm asking each podcast that comes on is to talk about a game, a favorite solo game, or, or just a game that I find interesting, something somebody doesn't know about. I don't know. Any game you want to talk about and just yeah. introduce it to the listeners. So it's like, the first thing, I did grab it, so they, whether it's, if it's an audio medium, you can only kind of hear the box rattling okay. a little bit. <laughs> uh, but it's a new game when they just gotten, well, it's not new for everybody, but the game was Cartographers uh, by the TW Games. I feel like mm -hmm. I've seen it come up rather popularly. And what I really love about it is it's this game that kind of combines a bit of the role-playing game aspect with, I'd say, if you want to talk about kind of cozy, that mechanic of imagining yourself as a map maker, sitting down and drawing out the land for you in front of you and kind of having that creative aspect. That's definitely mm -hmm. something that this game evoked for me. And I'm also a big lover of small games in general the smaller the better really for my shelf and <laughs> yeah helps my wallet yeah. a little bit too um so that was definitely yeah. something that appealed with this and i heard so much about it and then actually picking it up it definitely lived up to the hype for me of what i wanted from a game that kind of combines those solo aspects with some of the role-playing aspects as well um, in a way that i wasn't actually expecting for just drawing little shapes on a map nice okay i would have never thought of it as as a role-playing game I've never played it, but I mean, I guess if you go in with that mindset, it definitely can be. Absolutely right. And it, it, some of it is just the mindset you take into the game. Um, oh, very cool. I don't know that I have any other questions specifically. Is there anything you want to mention or, or whatever? Yeah, I would say I'm myself, the nice thing with this podcast, one of the things about me being kind of solitary and in the pandemic as well, is that I do everything from a little bit of board gaming to I also do some homesteading and stuff. And if you guys ever want to check anything out, the Stop Somewhere pod is the only really social media for it right now. So on Instagram, it's uh, Stop Somewhere pod. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'll be posting a bit more there. I posted just for the episode so far, but I want to add some chicken content and duck content in there <laughs> along with some board games so definitely yep. check it out if you want to see yeah, you mentioned range. you have chickens also in a in the always player one discord channel yes yep and so that, that's we have chickens at our house my wife has chickens i i don't yes. take any claim for them <laughs> they're her pets but i mean they're fun to, to have and they're fun to let out and just watch them running around because they're just goofy yeah they definitely are. yeah <laughs> i'm glad you mentioned where people could find you because yeah. i always forget to ask stuff like that um I will be sure and post links for everybody to find where the podcast is and your Instagram and, and anything else. Any other links you give me, I'll, I'll be happy to share. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Um, it was very much a pleasure talking to you. <laughs> it's a pleasure for me too, especially for my very first interview with anything <laughs> like this. So thank Huzzah! you so much. Oh yeah. My pleasure.
Hello and welcome to our section of episode 209 of the One Player Podcast. I'm Scruffy. And I'm Norm and we're always player one. That's right. <laughs> Huzzah! Hello. How was that? Welcome. Was that a nice ostentatious <laughs> intro? I think that was pretty good. Yeah, could, could we make it more ostentatious? No. <laughs> it was great. I am talking to Scruffy and Norm, That's as me. you already heard. Um, the, these guys are from Always Player One, which is a, another solitaire podcast. Um, and you guys have been doing this for about a year and a half now, I think, maybe. I'm not sure. I just stumbled across your podcast like two weeks ago, and I listened to the whole back catalog, and I really enjoyed it. Thank Wicked, you. yeah. We we just yeah. had our year anniversary, actually. Nice, congratulations. Uh, we, had a, we, had a spe- we had a special Twitch stream where the two of us played Mage Knight together. It was Oh, nice, okay. <laughs> real nice day, yeah, it was awesome. Very cool. Well, why don't you tell us about your podcast? What is it about? Okay. Uh, solo games. Sure. So, yeah, <laughs> Always Play One is... Uh, we've, we've always described it... Amongst other things, as a as a journey of discovery for for both of us, um, when we started the podcast, we liked playing games solo, but we had only played a few games solo. Right? It was it was quite new to both of us. Yeah, that's right. And we sort of saw the opportunity that you know how how amazing would it be if if we started a podcast back when we first started playing board games in general, compared to like where we are now in the hobby? How how interesting would that be to listen back to so why don't we how do we discover this new niche within the hobby why don't we do that together uh, now that we have that opportunity um amongst other things always player one is also how would you describe our sort of format scruffy so we aim to release an episode, well, we do, we release an episode every two weeks. And what we try and do is move beyond a review of the game. That comes about when we're talking about a game anyway, and what we like, what we don't like. But we try, mm-hmm. try and open it up to kind of look at a broader context and what makes the game matter most to us in the play session and then outside of the play session as well. So for, for example, we do, we, every, every episode we will focus on a specific game and uh, and we will try and work out what it is that makes it special and interesting and, and just focus on that. Sometimes it's a specific mechanic. Other times it's something to do with theme or the nature of what's going on in the game. And whatever it is, we, we try and hone in on that and, and unpack it and work out why that game is, is special. What's the most interesting thing to talk about about it? It also mm-hmm. it leads to kind of... Uh, we explore, so it leads to conversation where we end up exploring more than the game and mm. kind of a wider ludological concept going on that the game that that we found interesting about the game. Um, in in, in, in what Scruffy said, which is in a, in a broader context, and um, mm-hmm. that that sounds really yep. pretentious, but it's not. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> I promise, we promise, we're pretty easygoing, chill guys to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. From my point of view, you guys. You pick a game, and then you, you, you play it, you talk about your experience with it, and then you kind of discuss what how the game feels and, and what you thought about it, and you just sort of have a conversation and see where it leads. It yeah, doesn't exactly. sound like it's ever planned at all. And it may no, be, that's, but... That's, that's, no, that's just what I was about to say. We never plan before we sit down and record. We, we just we play separately and come together and work out through conversation what it is that was most interesting to us about that experience we both had. Sometimes we agree. Sometimes we have differing opinions, <laughs> but we're all we're all good friends. And, uh, and sometimes you start agreeing and disagree, and then agree later. And yeah, I mean, I flip flop loads when I <laughs> when yeah. I talk about some games. Yeah, I, I I like that. I really enjoy that because I personally am very introverted, and I tend to think my all my opinions out and finally have the final answer, and that's what I share mm. with people. And and you guys seem to work it out loud, which is fantastic. Honestly, I mean that what makes way more sense for a podcast. <laughs> Podcaster <laughs> should not be keeping things in his head. <laughs> yeah, we kind of have this uh this idea that, you know, we we don't yeah. The idea is we don't we don't have the answers. You know, when we said it's a journey of discovery, we don't know where we don't know where the episode is going to go, but also we don't know where the podcast is going to go. We found mm. You know, around episode nine, we stumbled across solo role-playing games, mm-hmm. for example. And we played Iron Swan. That was our first ever solo role-playing game. 
before playing Ironsworn, I didn't even know, and this is going to make me sound very ignorant, and that's because I was, I didn't even know there were solo role-playing games. Mm. And now it's a, a main staple of our podcast because it's become a part of the hobby that we really enjoy. And we've done five solo role-playing games now, four mm-hmm. something. Uh, I'm not sure. How, yeah, we did uh, Scarlet Heroes. We've done uh, Ironsworn, Starforged. We actually had Sh- uh, Sean on to talk about Starforged, mm-hmm. Sean Tompkins. Um, I, I can't think. We've got another one lined up. But no we have the re- we've done The Wretched as oh, well. Oh, The Wretched, yes. That was awesome. That was a really good one. And we have another one in the pipeline as well. Um mm. And yeah, when we started off as a podcast, we didn't think we'd be covering solo role-playing games. And like I said, I didn't even know they existed. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But it's it's a part of that that idea that we are we don't know the answers yet, and we're we're trying to work it out as we go. And it's interesting. Who knows what else is going to come into the fold? We recently tried a coin game for the first time, and we're looking to uh, looking to follow up. We did the print and play Coin Tribes Revolt, which is like a, a mini game. I'd never heard of that uh, one before. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, it, it was really fascinating. Really, yeah, really definitely fascinating. worth checking out if you if you haven't played it. Yeah, yeah. And we're very much looking forward to trying a, a, a big box coin game now. So, you know, we don't we don't know where these where these conversations yeah. are going to go. And off the back of that, so when we do our episodes, we have it's kind of two sections. The main episode is the majority, but then at the end, we kind of have a, a listener's question tacked on. So after our discussion. We're always left with a question or <laughs> multiple questions sometimes, mm-hmm. but we always uh, throw that one out to the community. And we did that right from like the first couple of episodes. I can't remember when yep, it was. Yeah, the very first, first episode. episode. Very first episode. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was always something we, we thought would be really awesome. And, and then we, we take that feedback in the next episode from, so keep the conversation kind of going with, with the listener. And from that, we've actually kind of, acquired a discord <laughs> of uh of the most awesome people like it's it's so much mm-hmm. fun on there it's a very um, lively discord too yeah yeah you're, you're on there aren't as well aren't mm-hmm. you uh it's yeah it's, i couldn't believe how lovely it was it was getting to know all these people and there's so many different sort of channels that have come out from it and, and we've got a specific listener question channel on there to contribute to have your your answers read out in the next episode or or whatever and yeah it's, it's just it's brilliant the, yeah. the community really does help drive the podcast as well. I think it's another thing that makes the podcast special is the community around it because there have been so many episodes that we've done because of a listener suggestion. Mm-hmm. You know, we've mm-hmm. um, When we had to do our top five episode, we actually didn't want to, or Scruffy had. <laughs> well, I didn't want to. You wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. Um, but it was suggested by a listener, so we 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 had we you know no no idea is off the table. So we we put our thinking caps on for oh how would we do our version of a top five? How would that look? And that's how that episode turned out. Um, yeah. So I ended up talking about top fives in a broader context in the kind of meta sense. Yeah. <laughs> it was really fun for me. Yeah, I can and see I it's really hard to, it to pick five favorite games, isn't it? Because. Mm. Like you said, what does that really mean? And which are your mm. five favorites? And is it the same next week? Who knows? It's almost like pick the first five games you could think of and that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's those are my top five today, aren't yeah. they? And um, the best ones in my memory. And, and having a, I think <laughs> the thing that kind yeah. of the sort of main come thing that came out of that episode for me was realizing that having a rigid top five is something I I personally find a bit ugh, uh, gross. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> but, can relate know. to that. Yeah, BGG yeah. has a place to rank your games. And a long time ago, I think I put in games, and I've never gone back to look at it. It'll be neat, kind of, in you know, in a someday to look like at it. Like a time oh, capsule. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice time capsule. So I used to like those games, huh? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I like that your podcast is, is is like you said about growing through the hobby and experiencing and learning with others because they're like I think you've said it, or at least been it. There are so many different games and so many different ways you could go, and it's just neat mm. to explore it. Yeah, it definitely is a means of discovery uh, for us. And I think for, for our listeners as well, we've had uh, a lot of listeners who have only discovered uh, Iron Swarm, for example, or solo RPing in mm-hmm. general from the podcast, which is, just makes my heart happy every time I see someone else come into the Discord and to the RP chat and be like, I've tried Iron Swarm for the first time. Oh, yep. my God, it's amazing. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, I and I think, I think if, we, if we had to have a, a motto, motto or a slogan, it would be say yes to more games because oh, yeah yeah because I don't know anybody would ever say say no <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean you know 
say Marvel yes to Champions, new experience. Yeah. yeah, Marvel Champions mm. is a great example. When we covered Marvel Champions, I was sh- shocked at how much I enjoyed that game. Mm-hmm. I I don't like Marvel. I don't like collectible card games. And here here Marvel Champions is is a combination of both of those things. And yet I I adored it. I adored everything it, it was trying to do and and fell in love with the system. And you know, it all comes to saying yes. And that actually was voted for by our patrons, which you know okay. again goes back to what I was saying. It's uh it's definitely a community led community led thing, which is I think amazing. Yeah. So, so what started you guys uh, in podcasting? How did that come Well, about? I think it came about actually, weirdly enough, from a, a little conversation we were having when we were in a local coffee place. Uh, we, we, live, we both live in the same town. We were just having just so this, this most... like in the before times, I guess. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was yeah. like almost on the cusp, really, wasn't it? Because we started the podcast up really, really around... The madness, right? <laughs> it was like yeah, just, it just was May, May twenty twenty. We started, mm. yeah. So it wow, was okay. like just before everything everything went it went sideways. We were having a mm-hmm. we were having a chat in a in a coffee shop, and it was just I was having just a lovely chat with normal, and we, we you know nothing new there. It's all all normal to us. But I, I I realized you know we could have recorded that. That was really interesting stuff, and you know put it out to the world. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. and I think we both went. Maybe we should. If we were to do that, what would we do? And we both were also kind of interested in exploring solo gaming at the same time. We we're like, well, why don't we try this experiment out to augment and go alongside us playing games? It might not turn into anything, might not turn into a regular thing. We'll just do it to see how it, how it goes. And, and, and it will encourage us to play more and varied games, take us out of our comfort zone. And, you know, we might end up with something cool out of it and it's surpassed my expectations of what oh that's very nice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I I mean, it was basically exa- exactly that it was exactly that and it was scruffy you were so f- following the back of that conversation a little while later scruffy said to me okay right well i've decided i want i want to start a youtube channel oh yes yes i forgot and, about and, that and and <laughs> that you know we we that carried on that conversation from the coffee shop you know mm. um and that then the pandemic happened um scruffy wasn't making any videos yet and i said you know why don't we just do that thing we were talking instead of you putting your energy into that why don't you just why don't we do this thing that we were talking about anyway Mm-hmm. It's the perfect time of the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. playing solo board games now. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah, that's a nice, a nice time to get into, just because it, it's a good distraction from the world around you, right? Get, it, get yes. into this and focus on the podcast. Yeah, it, it, it was all because you know at the time my YouTube channel was going to be me playing Mage Knight specifically. Uh, I, I wanted to set up a, a bunch of Mage Knight play playthroughs and get them off on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I've got a couple up out on, on there now, but. We realized I actually don't want to limit myself just to playing Mage Knight over and over again. I'd love to try and explore loads of new games. And so, you know, Norm, Norm coming in and saying, yeah, I'll, I'll join you in that and we'll we'll start a podcast. Why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> kind of piggybacked off of your brains as, <laughs> as I do every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. I can get to pick Mage Knight. I've not played it, but I played the Star Trek version. I forget what it's called. Is it Nemesis or something maybe? Frontiers. And, uh, Frontiers. Frontiers. Okay. And I enjoyed it, I think. But it was really long, too long for me. And <laughs> it's not for everyone. That's yeah. for sure. It's, it's not for everyone. It's certainly not new, new player friendly. It's, it's for got just a lot about of everyone. Agents. I mean, it's, it, tons of people love it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. You're, you're right there. Like uh, once you once you get into it, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's worth it. But I feel like people have only played it once, or you know, only kind of heard about, or seen it played. You, you, you can't really know that feeling (laughs) mage knight is what us brits would call a marmite game in that you either love it or you hate it (laughs) yeah but it's but it's everywhere it's an acquired taste isn't it that's the thing well you've you've been um obviously going for 10 years albert um Mm -hmm. which is remarkable to us i mean yes i had no idea how much work goes into a podcast until you start doing it (laughs) it it, it could be a lot of work and so, so that is remarkable to us. Um, you, you obviously came across our show. Um, what do you What do you think um, is different about 
always player one, if if anything, if I can be so indulgent as to ask you that? Um, I think we already talked about it, really. It is the the way you have the conversations about the game and, and work it out and figure out what's interesting about the game. Because anybody could play a game and have an opinion of it. And most people, I think, they get their opinion, like I said I do, and my opinion is settled, and that's what it is. But you work it mm. out, and you think about it, and you discover things about the game that you wouldn't have thought about otherwise. And and you bring out these conversations that are just... It just makes the game sound more interesting. I think it's, <laughs> that's really it's nice a storytelling in the game. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's my point of view, I guess. The um, I love listening to, like, uh, what is this podcast? NPR's um, The World Cafe, which is a music podcast. Because okay. they'll bring on artists and interview the artists, and they'll talk about their songs and how they came up with it and the stories behind it. And it could be a genre of music I couldn't care less about, but by the time I'm done and I've heard this person and why they wrote the song and everything it means to them, I'm just like really excited by that song and I really want to hear it and I really enjoy yeah. it. And and that's I find what happens. It's it's when you hear somebody's experiences with it and it's personal mm. that it makes it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think. Not so. So the way we structure our, our show is we don't have sort of set sections. You know, we don't talk about the components and, mm-hmm. and the uh, and you know I think that's a fine structure, but I don't think it works for us and our style of what we're trying to do because we really do try and sort of hone in on something that we find the most important to talk about about the game and the game experience, and then yeah. really just indulge in, in unpacking that and, and diving, going, going really allowing ourselves to go down that rabbit hole. It's also why we don't have a set time for each episode. Uh-huh. They kind of vary quite a little bit. <laughs> they take on um, as long as they need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And and we talk about, what, like you said, Scruffy, what needs to be talk, talked about. I remember one time uh, somebody commented on, on our Facebook saying, you, you, when you covered too many bones, you didn't talk about, how good the components are. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I mean, everybody it's the one that. thing everybody knows about chip theory <laughs> gaming, right? Like, it's not an interesting thing to talk about. Like, and, and I think, yeah, if, you, if you're the kind of person who listens to podcasts to have your opinion, like, you know, validated, um, you're not going to get that from always. Oh, yeah, we're, we're very honest. <laughs> like, and, and, and we're not afraid mm-hmm. to sort of fly in the face of popular opinion there, I think, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I didn't know. I didn't know some of our opinions were against the the grain of the solo community until I had a podcast, and people repeatedly told me that that was the case. <laughs> really, I haven't noticed it. No, no, this is my thing. I, I I don't think so. But um, uh, some people take you know, you know what it's like. This doesn't have to stay in, but you know what it's like. Some people <laughs> take minor criticisms and they they get very offended. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that is very rare though, and like the majority of the uh, our, our listeners are awesome, and the Discord community, especially, that's sprung up from it. I, I am blown away. Like when we first started a Discord channel up, I was expecting internet trolls. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you, you set this up, and you think I'm going to have to get moderating every day. I haven't had to kick a single person from our group. Haven't you know? It's, it's just been lovely niceness the whole mm. way through, and um. The people have started doing different various events on there as well. Even we ran a Mage Knight tournament on the solo Mage Knight tournament, which was fun. Okay, um, where players would uh, attempt to beat certain city levels, post how they beat the final cities, and every time you just increase the difficulty every round until everyone's eliminated. We got we got our first winner, our first Mage Knight champion on the Discord, and recently another a user has set up a asynchronous. The People's Mage Knight, where we all vote on what the character does oh, next. Oh, okay. There's loads of other asynchronous games that go on on there and, and various different things like that. And it's, it's just lovely that all that's kind of sprung out of mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a little podcast. Espe- especially that People's game, because we didn't run it. It wasn't our idea. No. We didn't run it. Right. Um, a, a listener said, wouldn't this be a cool idea? Can I please do it? And we we're yeah. like, yeah, sure. And they've ran it every day. <laughs> it's yeah, cool. Yeah, when I started the One Player Guild on BGG, it was a a guild intended for the podcast to talk about the podcast, but I always sort of treated it as a place for people to talk about solo games. It's not my guild, it is your guild, you know, Mm. do what you feel it needs for it to work. And from there, it just grew and flourished. And I think that is its success is that everybody can contribute because, you know, no single person or group of people could finish a job. It takes, you know, it takes a team, right? That's been the most surprising thing for, for me, at least. Mm-hmm. All of this yep. is, is just, you know, I didn't expect that it w- uh, I'd end up. I, I'm not a big community guy. I didn't think I'd be invested in the community around our 
show but who surprise surprise <laughs> yeah <laughs> very cool so what else, is there anything else people should know about your show Oh, um, we, we do guest up? episodes, I guess. Okay. That's uh, you know I, I, what podcast doesn't maybe, but <laughs> we've had some really awesome ones lately, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been really fun. Uh, we we've had Brandon from Sodasaurus was on uh, mm-hmm. last episode. Yes, last episode. Uh, we've had uh, Kendall who designed Railway Station, Deborah from Geek Gamers, Sean Tompkins. We've had uh, James Bradley, the designer of Civitas Nihilium. I hope I'm not missing. We've we, we actually had a bunch of other non, not uh, people who haven't. Folks designed. will just have to come out and hear all the episodes so they can find out for themselves. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah. Listen to them all. They're all, they're all, they're all great. They yeah. are awesome. <laughs> I agree. The, the thing I really like about those episodes is that we kind of get a, a unique perspective because it's it's nice having me and Norm do our thing and talk about things, but we, we sometimes miss stuff or we because of the nature of the game, we, we haven't played it enough to explore certain areas of games we haven't experienced before. So when we bring the guests onto those episodes, it brings a kind of unique insight into it. And I find that really interesting and fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think my favorite episodes have been the RPG ones because uh, with Brenda the other day and the Iron Swarm, because I, I've tried to talk about solo role-playing games because mm-hmm. there haven't been that many, but it does seem to be growing and growing more quickly. Yes. And, and it's just a neat side hobby most people don't know about, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's one of the most unique things about about us is that you know, it's it's becoming more and more frequent in our in our episodes that we're going to cover another sort of role playing game. We're starting to get into the point now where we're looking at you know the practice of solo role playing rather than just the games. Like, how do you become a GM for yourself so that you can play any role playing game solo? How does that work? And that's somewhere I really didn't expect the podcast to go. But when we had Deborah on, she was talking about the four resources you need to play any game solo. Um, and that really kind of made me think, huh. And actually, in fact, the next role-playing game we're going to cover is a multiplayer role-playing game. But we think it has some interesting features that would benefit a soloist. So we're going to try and play it solo. Okay. With and apply those things that we've learned and see see how successful that is, um, which is something I didn't expect to come out of the show. Cool. But again, yeah. it's, it's, all, it's all a discovery. Yeah, and, and if you're listening to this and you've never experienced a solo RP before, I'd, I'd point you to our episode nine where we talk about Iron Sworn because that's exactly where we were when we did that episode. And we, and we kind of, I, I think it's, our passion shines through in that episode, really. Um, for having found this new, unique, exciting experience. Um, and it's a good good place to see where we started, at least. Right. And I would say that Iron Sworn is a bit crunchy. It's probably not the easiest game to start with for soloing, except that you guys did already do it. So, yeah, that's how we started. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, people people talk about other games you can start with. Uh, Deborah is a big advocate for Scarlet Heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've tried that one as well. Personally, I think... Iron Swarm was where I'd go because it gives you such. It, it takes a bit of a leap to get into it, but it gives you such good habits when you do do it. But I mean, you know, I, I should really cow, cow, bow to uh, Deborah's experience. <laughs> on it. You know? Yeah, there are so many games out there. Cool. So, so to start wrapping this up, um, okay. because it is getting late for you guys, I bet, and it's soon. It's gonna be time for me to go do stuff. Um, <laughs> I have asked each podcast to come on and talk about some game that they like, a favorite game, or just a game mm-hmm. people may not know about, whatever. So, so what game do you guys bring to the table today? Oh, Scruffy, do you want to do you want to take it first? Okay, well, I'll take I'll take I'll take the RP one then. I'll okay. go I'll go the RP route and I'll I'll shout out for Iron Swan and specifically for me, Iron Swan sequel, mm-hmm. which is on Kickstarter now, which is Starforged. Yeah, uh, Kickstarter's already interest- done. So now, if you want to back it, yes, your late it's, no, it was funded in that day, like the day <laughs> okay. it went up. No, it's, no, it's, it will be. Sorry to interrupt. It will be. It will be done by the time this is out. Really? Thought, oh, okay. Yeah. No, the late pledge. Funded. Late pledge will still be open. The late pledge. Okay. Well, this is going to be airing hopefully in the 29th. So two two weeks from yesterday. It's it's you can okay. still pledge now. Yeah, but not on the 29th. Can you not? Well, listeners, you may or may not be able to get it right now. You may have to wait. <laughs> Go back and listen to their episode. The interview with uh, was it Sean? T- no, Mike Tomlin. Sean, Tom- oh, Sean, Sean Tomlin. Tomlin. Listen to that one and find out what you're missing. But don't worry, it will be available, or maybe it is available right now. And go back it. 
<laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm only shouting out. It will, I mean, it'll be available in some form in the future anyway. Yeah. And Iron Swan, I think, is available. Yeah, for, if you can get, so. yeah. get, go play Iron Swan. Yeah, that's sorry, that, that was so game. messy. I don't know if you, do you want nope. to re-record that, Scruffy? Nope. Or? Nope. Oh, if you guys want to record it, we it's can. But podcast. you know, I, this is this is the no. way it rolls here. <laughs> so. Ironsworn and Starforged. Yes, Ironsworn and Ironsworn Starforged, which is a, a sequel to Ironsworn. It's just set in space. Okay. Same thing, set in space. Few, few new uh, interesting mechanics that make it really cr- uh, give a bit more grist for the mill for me, as Sean would say. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that would be my that would be my 100% my shout. That, I, I have Ironsworn and I meant to play it. I have not. I have kind of gotten distracted and did not get too far. I started it. I picked my setting and I went through and... Um, yeah that's the hardest bit doing that as soon as you get past the inciting instant mm-hmm. up until that point it feels like a struggle it feels like you're learning something it feels like it feels like a, a, for me anyway it felt difficult it felt you know hard to get into once you get past that 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 then gives you just this backlog of stuff to allow you to play freely and you, and it just suddenly starts flowing once you make your first actual move in the game you go uh-huh. yeah <laughs> and then the next Ah, and it starts to make a sense as a game um, for me. That's how it, that was like. Yep, I went ahead but, and um, I created I created the world and I went through my truths and picked all my truths and that was really fun. And I got to the part making a character and I kind of got stuck on my character and I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to play. Yeah, so. I think part of it is find your character as you play is a, a, a bit of advice. I think mm-hmm. when I first started, I, I put hours in setting the world, setting up my character, come up with every single detail of their backstory. And the more I've played, when I've started new games, the less I flesh out my character. That makes a lot of sense. Because you really can find them as you go. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah the game is designed best. for that, is it? You could spend yes. as much time as you want to make your character and, and figure out their backstory and design them. But as soon as you start playing, that's not going to change anyway, probably. Because the story, yeah, yeah it might do, change. it might do, or it, it might, it might be difficult to start. You might have a few incongruities there if you're too specific, and it, can, mm-hmm. it kind of actually inhibits the free flowing nature of the game. Whereas if you allow it to be a little bit blurry, you'll find the answers come, and they're even more satisfying because they come out of something you're creating in the moment. Very nice. Okay, so so solo RPG, Iron Swarm, and Star Fortune. You pick two, which is a little bit cheating, but we'll let it go. Uh, same system. <laughs> <laughs> and Norm, what do you have? Um, okay, so um, my favorite solo board game of all time is, is Mage Knight, but that's not the one I'm going to shout out. Oh, okay. Um, or maybe well, he's doing two. two as well. He's doing well. cheeky. <laughs> so we're doing four. <laughs> um, the Coin Tribes Revolt, the print and play game, it's independent design it's a free to play print and play and it is wonderful to solo in its simplicity it took what was before to me something that was insurmountable to learn like a coin game and turn it into this micro game that isn't just really satisfying on its own terms but also has so many of the distinct features that make coin games what they are that now that I've started to look at like Cuba Libre, for example, mm-hmm. it's really, really familiar. I've I feel like I've seen it all before. So uh, a little bit of a, a a pick from the left field here, but Coin okay. Tribes Revolt, fantastic game. Very cool. Yeah, I want to play that. I've played Cuba Libre and I liked it. Um, I was partial to the theme because I was born in Cuba. I don't remember any oh. of the events in it, but uh, it'd be nice to try a different coin game that is free because because the coin games are relatively expensive. And it mm. sounds like it's also very accessible, really, very easy to print. You said it was a small game, didn't you? Yeah, you can print it in th- if you if you're smart enough to do the, the cards on a double sided piece of A4, then you can print it in three pages, if not four pages max. It's great. Wow. Okay, that's tiny. Yeah. So yeah. super accessible. Yeah. Can absolutely. I just throw one more shout out here? <laughs> sure. Is cheating. Thanks. Uh, I just want to say, for me, the uh, railway station designed by Kenan McKenzie is my favorite uh, roll and write game, and it's free as well. So another free. free game for you guys there. Check it out. It was actually nominated for a, a Golden Geek. Yeah, it was nominated for Best Print and Play. Um, and the designer is a really close personal friend. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Oh, wow. And there's your copyright I, there. I printed it out. <laughs> I haven't tried it out yet, but I've printed it. i got to find the rules. I, I didn't get that. <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's really it's really fun and it does the exact same thing for me that coin tribes does for norman i'm, I'm sure it does a few bit it boils down an 18xx game experience into a role right which i'm, I'm sure uh, any board game enthusiast would probably heard it 
whispered in dark corners the 18xx <laughs> games <laughs> yeah that's never a, played a really nice way to get a taste of of that and in a kind of unique unique spin on it and yeah really nice really nice game. So one i always go to when i just need to roll some dice and relax very cool how long did it take to play about half hour half hour. okay that's nice and quick 20 minutes yeah like no time at all yeah okay it's a, yeah it's a really good game it's not like an 18x <laughs> the closest i've come is playing uh steam Nice. Okay. I don't know how close to an 18xx that is at all. It doesn't have stocks, I guess. That may be the biggest difference. But it's got it's a train game. Yeah, it's a train game. Over to you, Norm. Over to you, Norm. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because when I put my my conductor hat on, people start falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but very cool, guys. Thank you very much for coming on, talking about your show, and introducing yourselves. Thank you so much for having us. Oh my god, it's been it's been awesome being here and, and chatting to you, getting to know you. And uh, yeah, I, I really love this episode format. And shout out to hey to all the other great content creators out there. There's so thanks many. For, thanks for letting <laughs> us be part of it. There's very cool. There's so many of us. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Albert. Cheers. <coughs> well, all right. <coughs> me, 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 me. All right, listeners, and that's it for this time. Um, there's a lot more of these, so it's going to be split over two, maybe three episodes at the rate it's going. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you, you've learned about a few new podcasts that you didn't know about. They are all excellent. I am enjoying every single podcast I've been listening to lately, so check them out. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus and can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.